Welcome to the Self-Value Podcast, where self-discovery is your superpower. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Sue Bryce and our lineup of amazing guests. Together, we'll explore the distinct connections between self-value, relationships, career growth, and financial abundance. Through real personal stories and expert wisdom, we'll arm you with sustainable tools and strategies to become the best version of yourself and create the life of your dreams. Hi, everyone. It's your host, Nikki Klosser, and Sue Bryce is back on the Self-Value Podcast with me this week. We know how frustrating it can be when you're unhappy in your career and not reaching the level of success that you want. Not doing what you love or not getting paid what you deserve is something that can feel so disheartening, but you can change it. In this episode, Sue and I cover how to decide what it is you truly want, strategies to confidently charge what you're worth, ways your career may be limiting your success, what to do if you're stuck in a job or career you just do not like, the endless possibilities with entrepreneurship and success, and how self-value is connected to success in your business. And we also share our personal stories and how we overcame all of this. So tune in now and learn how to break through the barriers that have been holding you back and finally step into the success you've always deserved. Okay, let's get started with Sue and I. Hi, Sue. How are you today? Very good. Sweet. Welcome back to the Self Value Podcast. It's I know my favorite is place to be right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have so much to cover today. Okay, so there are so many people in life who end up in a career they don't love, spending 40 to 50, sometimes 60 hours a week doing something that is like sucking the life out of them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it's their purpose. And it happens for different reasons. We get stuck in a job that we don't like, but maybe it pays us well, or maybe we were raised to believe you can only have a certain career. Like there's so many reasons. But then people don't know how to get out of it or change that. So let's talk about all of that today. I kind of think, first off, it should be about reinventing yourself, right? You found Mm -hmm. a new identity in this career and changing identities is probably the worst thing that we can do to ourselves because when we don't know who we are or where we're going, then that can be really terrifying. I think Mm -hmm. you get stuck into an identity. Um, I know when I was a photographer, Uh, I used to think I'm so much more than a photographer, but I definitely had this identity around being a photographer and probably because Mm. I spent 34 years trying to be this incredible professional photographer. So it was an identity that I created for myself and then it was one that I got stuck in. And then I was like, well, Mm. I'm a creator, not a photographer. That's not my identity. So I think the bigger question is when you do get this career, look at how much identity is in there for you. And when you do get this new job or this new career or this new sort of path, you sort of adapt or adopt this new personality and then you become this thing and then you think you can't change it. So you can reinvent yourself and create yourself at any moment. In fact, that's, I believe, what you're here for. So, yeah. You know, like you said, it can be one of the hardest things that someone can do to make that change. Like, it can be so paralyzing. Yeah. You know, especially what it's like, but I have this stable paycheck and, but the, but the health insurance, you know, people come up with, I mean, it sounds like really great reasons, but really what it comes down to is don't, I mean, don't you think it's just scary? It's scary and overwhelming and I don't know what to do next or where to go next or what to say next or what to write next. So I'm just unsure of myself. 
And well, that, unsure, that uncertainty is definitely not clarity because clarity is certainty yeah. and conviction. That uncertainty just lends to self-doubt and it also lends yeah. to more people-pleasing because straight away yeah. you feel yeah. like you don't know who you are so you instantly start to listen to everybody around you saying you should be this mm-hmm. and you should do it this way and you start going, okay, even though it's a going against what you really want. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We people, that's how we get stuck in our first identities anyway, as we people please other people's ideas and limits. We start to live to those mm. rules. And then we kind of go, but this doesn't light me up. This doesn't fill my boots. And that's mm-hmm. the moment I think you're living other people's dreams or other people's rules or other people's limits. And mm. that's the moment you have to really step back and say, what is it that I feel good doing and what do I want to do? Because sometimes you're actually doing the right thing. You're just doing it in the wrong way. Always explore that before you go to change anything. But then if you do go to change something, it's completely okay for you to do so. Well, it's interesting too, because it's one thing to change jobs maybe within the same career and you're just kind of either leveling up or going to another you know, company or something like that can be scary. But I feel like people that's a little bit easier, quote unquote, easier to do for people. But when it comes to actually starting your own thing and like being an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, starting a business, I feel like that is like extra paralyzing for people. You have an illusion of security that a weekly wage or a monthly salary brings you. And this is the crazy part about this illusion of security. If you lost your job tomorrow, how you respond to losing your job is usually in direct proportion to how much security you have in your bank account. So if you had savings and somebody says, you don't have this job anymore, you're like, I have to get another job. Oh no, I'm going to use the savings. Oh no, how comfortable do I feel doing that? And how long will those Mm -hmm. savings last? So if you're living month to month, like I did for most of my early life, then that is the biggest (laughs) shock because now I can't eat, I can't pay rent, I'm now in a victim mentality, I, because I was not prepared or, you know, I, I didn't have an emergency fund, I didn't have savings, that would have rocked my world as a young person mm-hmm. back then, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, going, okay, I didn't expect this big change, my savings will take a hit, but I will go and take the time to get a really good job that I really want. So this illusion that you have that this wage turns up for you every week, it's such a false security because it's never enough. And so even though you feel secure that it's coming to you every month, it's not enough to make the life you want when you can't live within those means. And you soon learn that asking for more in your life will mean that there has to be some changes about what you do in equal exchange. Yeah. So, yeah, it is terrifying, but it is a false illusion of security. And all you really have to do is get that emergency fund behind you, whatever that amount is for you, because if you have a mortgage, that's going to be a bigger emergency fund. If you have a family, it's going to be a bigger emergency fund. But once you can squirrel away that emergency fund it takes away the sheer panic of having that illusion security taken away from you. And then you soon learn that you can create that security in your business by Mm -hmm. making your business profitable enough that you can actually save an emergency fund for your business and personally, 
Once I did that, I felt safe. I felt like if I didn't get clients for a month, I'd be okay. I felt like if somebody wanted a refund, I wouldn't die. I felt like, you know, I could relax just a little bit in my business. So I understand now that that number I see is just, it's a fake, just it's an illusion, but it's security. Well, you said something about the life you love. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. I mean, if you're in a career or a job or if you have a business currently that you don't love, it doesn't bring you joy and it doesn't light you up. I mean, ugh, it's, not, you, it's so hard to live like that. You can't go to a business that's not lighting you up. It has to be in alignment with who you are and what mm. you want in life. And But the reason that we go towards careers that actually light us up is because that's how you show up every day. Like when I love what I'm doing, I don't have to discipline myself to show up to that table every day. That was probably the biggest question I got when I first started coaching was how do you stay so motivated in your business? And I always say uh, there's no such thing as discipline when you do what you love, you don't have to discipline yourself to show up in a place of love. You mm-hmm. just show up every day. And that takes a little bit to get to. But once you get there, that's really the goal of your day. Every single day is to show up completely connected and in alignment with what you do, what you offer, what you give to people. So that is the, I think, the fuel in your rocket. What about the people who, and I know we've talked about this in self-value before, but I think it's an important topic to keep talking about is for the people who say, I don't know what I want. Like they know they don't want what they currently have, but they say like, I just don't know. So I always operated under the everybody knows, they just don't know how to get it, don't believe they deserve it, or don't know the steps they need to take to get there, or they don't want to tell you because people have poo-pooed your dreams so often that it's just like you don't say what you want, so therefore you don't Mm -hmm. declare it or walk towards it. Uh, I started to coach 13 years ago and realized that some people really don't know what they want. And the people that really don't know what they want have just spent too long living other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And the people who don't know what they want are the biggest people pleasers out of the group because they're so invested in helping and nurturing and over-helping everybody else. They're not actually doing what they want for themselves so they don't know what they want. So it's going to take quite a lot of unfolding to get you to a place of what do I really want? And like I've always said, for those people, you have to start with what you don't want anymore because Mm -hmm. it means that you're probably stuck in the resentment that comes with people-pleasing. We get so much resentment from people-pleasing and we just don't realise it. You just don't Mm -hmm. realise that you over-nurture and you help people in order to get a feeling, in order to feel liked, to feel loved because you're giving, because you're a good person. But if you're doing that at a deficit to what you want and how you want to live, then it becomes resentment instantly. Mm -hmm. And we live in this resentment. I did. And I just feel like once you learn that it's like, okay, I can be a giver, but still walk towards what I want because I have to give myself more. That means I just have to ask for more in equal exchange. You know, a lot of people think they have to stop overgiving, but you're always going to be a giver. That's in your nature. It's in my nature. I love to give to people, 
but now I give to people with boundaries. Yeah. Okay, really quickly for people listening, if they're wondering about the whole like ask for more and step up to, to receive it, we talked about this in our episode number one. And then also there's whole segments on it in the, yes. you know, on selfvalue.com. So just if people are wondering about that. Yeah. Well, you to have to ask here. for more in your life. And the first yeah. thing we teach you in self-value is who am I? What do I have? What do I want? And what do I want to become? And in order yeah. to answer all those questions, you have to start asking for more stuff, more time, more money, more support, more all of it. So yeah. yes, you're definitely going to ask for more as you step into self-value. Let's Mm-hmm. Let's just touch on something before we talk about creating a business, because I do, I do want to yeah. say that uh, starting a business for me was my greatest life transformation. It hit my mm-hmm. self-confidence, my purpose, mm-hmm. my creativity, my ability to create an income, my ability to put myself out there, stand up for myself, speak my bound. Everything I learned through business empowered me. But at the time I started to do self-value work, I was an employee And I realized, like I said, with the illusion of security, that also is the limit of all you can earn this month. So you have Mm. this, I need Mm -hmm. that security. But the truth is, is once you start living within that budget, it's not enough. Every month, it's just not enough. So so I knew that starting a business would probably be the way I could grow my income and all of the other things that I grew. Mm. But still... I didn't actually want to start a business. So before you, we talk about starting a business or a side hustle or just asking for more and inevitably looking out and asking for more, let's quickly just talk about what self-value means in going back to a work, a job, a career maybe. Say you've had kids and you're going back to the workforce or you're just in your career and it's not moving the way you want it to go and you're not ready to go out and start a business yet. You just want to start to grow in your career. I just want to talk about that first because you and I both came from a place where we hated our jobs so much that we created a business almost out of duress. (laughs) But the truth is, is a lot of people don't ever want to be self-employed and they don't have to be. Mm -hmm. They can have really great careers. We've said it before and I know I said it in number one, but the three things that motivate people, top three, are who I work for, who I work with, and what I create. So if this career that you're going back to or thinking of starting or a job that you want, I want you to just focus your energy on those first three things. Do I like the owner of this business? And if the owner's not there, it doesn't matter. The energy of an owner comes down through the people and through the business, and it just embodies every part of the business. So if you have an owner that does not care, inevitably your clients feel that you don't care because your boss doesn't care about you. So who you work for, definitely the most important one. Who you work with is the team you show up to um, every single day. And if there's no connection or alignment there, you're going to hate this job. This is your second highest priority. And then your third highest priority is, do I like what I create? So I always think of it like this, as you prepare yourself to walk into this job, whether you're driving there or meditating in the morning or whatever you're doing, I want you to just ask those three things. Do I love who I work for? Do I love who I work with? And do I love what I create? And if the answer is no to those three things, change it. Change it right now. Because at the minimum, that's the engagement and the connection that you should have in your life to start showing up every day. 
And there are millions of people out there that will be great employees in your business if you want to be a business owner, but will never be want to be more than an employee. So find a way to engage the types of people that have those three highest values. That's how I built my team, making sure I had those three connections. And so if you are that person, I want you to ask those three things to you, uh, to yourself every single day, because you are coming to my place of business to connect and create content, to create an atmosphere with people. And I want you to be in alignment doing it. And I want to feel that as your manager and your boss and your colleague. And that it most excites me about going to a workplace. So those big three. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting how... I feel like a lot has changed because when you were saying before how sometimes people get, you know, stuck in a career because they're people pleasing or they just don't know there's other option. There's someone else poo pooed the idea, whatever. I feel like it's changed a lot in the last 20 years as far as what is possible to earn money doing. Yes. I mean, it, it really has evolved. I, I, I said 2010, which is when my coaching business exploded. So to me, mm. I say 13 years because after the 2008 crash, we saw this birth of online yeah. connection. It was yep. so incredible. We saw it again um, during COVID. So mm -hmm. I always knew that after COVID would be the birth of the most incredible, impactful, connected online businesses because those experiences, especially globally, change business and the way we interact. The one thing I've noticed since 2010 is there's no rules anymore. So, for instance, I'm going to use photography industry as a really great example. If you became a photographer, you had to choose your genre. I'm a wedding photographer or I'm a portrait photographer and I do headshots and I do babies and families and I do newborn and I do boudoir. And largely, everyone created businesses and identities in each of those sort of sub-genres in our industry and dominated each of those genres. I dominated in portrait, and yet I wanted to, yet I had a business model that worked for all genres. But as soon as we pigeonholed ourselves and what we wanted in our specialties and became really good at them, um, there wasn't like this world where you could shoot everything or you could be good at three of those. It was just mm -hmm. choose your genre, and then you kind of got stuck in that genre. And unless you evolved yourself, you didn't really become more. Now it's headshots. You know, this idea that you could get a corporate headshot is now called personal branding. You teach yeah. this. Personal yeah. branding <laughs> now is really the modern version of a headshot. It's modern business, modern, like, Dentists do it. They have Instagram like accounts. Doctors have Instagram accounts. Plastic surgeons, Botox, like their <laughs> yeah, brands. So even doctors are now starting to be like forward facing and online. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, personal branding is different than corporate headshot because it's more full body, it's more the scene, you know, it's the images you post for your personal brand. So then the phrase personal brand has become a thing. Like, am I a photographer, educator, broadcaster, podcaster, author, or am I just a content creator or a content curator that does all of these things? And that's what's changed. 
I don't need mm. to be supericephotographer.com anymore. Now I'm just superice content curator and I happen to sell photography, education, online products, physical products, broadcasts, podcasts. So I am all of those things now and that's the difference. To me, you can have a personal brand just being whatever you are, a creator in whatever area you want to be on in online. That's my It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. It I mean, is. people are making money doing things that our grandparents probably would be like, what the fuck? Like, what are you? Like, I, sometimes I don't think people quite quite understand, you know, selling online courses or whatever. They're like, what do you, what do, you do? Like, they just don't get it. Okay. You know? So my husband's father is 84 and I sat yeah. him down and I showed him my online education website and he totally got it. But it was when nice. I showed him the actual studio where I film everything and that it looks like a TV studio that I can broadcast to any platform mm-hmm. in the world that has Wi-Fi and high-definition 4K video um, just because of my little setup at home. When mm-hmm. he saw that, he just looked at me and he said, like a TV station. And I said, yeah, but now the TV station is no longer owned six of them in the world, now you can have your own TV station in your own Mm -hmm. office and broadcast out online to the world. And he just looked at me and went, and I said, this is the whole new world. And he totally got it. So yeah, Mm -hmm. this rise of personal branding, what are you? Okay. I feel more attached to the phrase, and it's it's not a common, it's not a real word, solopreneur, than I do to the word entrepreneur. Yep. Right? Yep. Because I coach solopreneurs. They're basically creatives who are self employed, who invoice out. And originally, or old school, you probably think of solopreneurs as like designers, graphic designers, or mm-hmm. photographers, or creatives that just do jobs for people that charge that little higher price point. Like that to me is what I was. I was a solopreneur and then I just keep growing within that personal brand and now I do all of these other things. So that is truly exciting and it is the new way forward. You can create a side hustle online and work full time in a job. If you you manage your time well and give the time well, you can create whatever you want online as well as work full time now. Yeah, I have. I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, I have a friend who, you know, if you think back in the day, if you made jewelry or something, you'd have to physically go to a store and pitch to the store or whatever. I have a friend who sells earrings online and the clay cutters that come with it. I have a friend who's a teacher who sells teaching lessons to other teachers. Right. I mean, it is a passive income stream. I mean, really, like the possibilities truly are endless these days. (laughs) I mean, so cool. I, let's do actually, let's do a podcast next on just content curation because yeah. a lot of people don't understand that all of the digital products are make money while you sleep products. And yes. everybody wants to make passive income. So, making money mm-hmm. while you sleep is because you've made digital products that people can purchase and download from you while you're sleeping. That is absolutely brilliant. And yes, the world is now open to digital products, physical products, merchandise. And within the digital products realm, there is 12 different products you can make that are big audience builders that are really good, you know, selling at selling while you're sleeping. And Mm -hmm. it's unstoppable. Uh, 
last year I taught a class online called Content Curator, and that to me was the moment where I just looked at it and I thought I wanted to teach it because I've been making physical and digital products. I've been making physical products for 34 years, but I've been making digital products for 13 years. And these digital products just make so much money. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the second thing that I am most passionate about. Well, the most thing I'm passionate about is teaching people about self-value. The second thing I'm most passionate about is teaching people how to monetize themselves because I didn't finish high school, I didn't get an education, I don't, I didn't know anything about business, and I learned, and I broke my poverty cycle, and I learned how to break out of it, because it truly is life-changing, and I just said this on stage at my TPM closing keynote, um, you know the saying, when you teach some, when you give someone a fish, they eat for a day, and when you mm-hmm. teach them how to fish, they eat for a lifetime, I learned mm-hmm. how to fish by being in business, and then I taught you how to fish. Um, you sure and did. <laughs> knowing that I did that means you will always be able to fish, Nikki, and it's mm-hmm. nothing to do with photography. That might have been the first business right. model you learned, and then once you developed your own and how you wanted to live this life and run this life, no, no thing you learned in the last 13 years can be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Well, and so much of it, you might have a product or you might have a service, but until you really do kind of work on the self-value piece, it's not going to be successful. I mean, at least from all of the experience that we have with all of your students, with people I've interviewed, talked to, the self-value has to come first. Well, let's talk about why. Say again? Let's talk about why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's because you're it's right. So interconnected. You don't actually get to a profitable business. You actually don't get to receiving money or keeping it without self worth. You yeah. can't ask for something when you don't believe you're worthy of asking for it. So mm-hmm. inevitably, you don't, and that's why we have so many people struggle with pricing and selling, which I struggled with which is why I teach it, because I struggled for so many years before I learned how Mm -hmm. to break through it. So, okay, let's look at it like this. For me, business is selling a product, and it's also selling yourself. So Mm -hmm. you have to learn how to put yourself out there with self-value, because otherwise the fear of rejection is just crippling. And when you don't love who you are, it's there's just too much self-doubt, too much self-hate gets in the car and it's almost impossible to move forward. You're going to have to learn how to sell your product and yourself. So everyone's like, I don't want to be salesy. And it's like, cool. So then connect to your product and service. And then it's not selling. It's just an offer of value. That's just all mindset. And that mindset all comes yes. down to self-value. Um, business is creating that product that you have to sell, but it's also creating a service and experience. Like even online, people are going to have an experience in your business, even if it's just checking out and how good they felt about what they got and how they got it and how you communicated it and how easy it was to do. That's still creating an experience. I was a photographer, so I had to create a photo shoot experience where they were 
in the system that was really, really incredible. Businesses setting expectations. And you do that by educating your clients on the service you offer, the product you offer, and then connecting with them as to how to do that and what they want from this whole experience. Businesses communicating boundaries, and the boundaries are around your time and your energy. It's that simple. You're going to learn how to speak up for yourself. You can't speak up for yourself when you don't have self-value. You just can't. People just take advantage of you because you people please and you just try to make everybody happy. And people pleasers are the worst business owners. That's what I learned because I wanted to please everybody, but I wasn't asking for my equal exchange in return. And so Mm -hmm. that instantly put me in resentment in my business. And then I got burned out. Um, businesses equal exchange. It's when you have so many good boundaries for your time and energy that you're charging the right amount of money with a profit that's sustainable. You're giving service from a place of joy because you're connected and you're not overworked. And then all of a sudden you're setting boundaries and communicating those boundaries. You're setting expectations and educating your clients. You're connecting with them And before Mm -hmm. you know it, they're just telling everybody they worked with you. And people were sending me five referrals per client because I spent all my energy there in my business giving that beautiful energy instead of looking for validation and payment. And then lastly, it's about managing yourself, managing Mm -hmm. like the process of what you're doing and making. It's about managing the team that works with you. It's about managing money so you can be profitable (laughs) and sustainable. And once you learn those expectations and setting those boundaries, you will understand that every single thing in your business comes down to self-value. How much you value yourself, what you give, Mm -hmm. asking for returned equal exchange. I gave you this, it cost this much money. I'm so grateful for your work. I'm so grateful um, to give you service. I'm so glad you chose me, you know, to be your service provider. It's like Mm -hmm. you connect it to a place of love and purpose within you. And then you just go through those very simple steps with lots of self-value. And so I had zero value when I started all of those steps. And I had to actually learn my value as I was growing my business. And I would love you to smash that now so that you can start a business and just start walking towards the income you want to create. Sue, we've heard this from so many different people where they can sell for other people. For example, I have a friend and, you know, a lot of the people I've spoken with in business are photographers. I mean, different types of people in different, you know, places in the world or whatever. But she can do $7,000 sales when she's an associate shooter for a different photography company. She's having a hard time maintaining an average of $600 for herself. Okay. So when I I was a photographer working for someone else and hating my job, he was selling my work from between two to $7,000. So mm -hmm. my average was three and a half, but it was always a rolling scale of they would spend between two and 7,000. So it would lift my average up and then pull it down, lift it up. But it was never less than that. And it was never more than that. When I went out on my own, my average sale was $400. And when I look back, even though I was selling two to 7,000 for him, my wage was $400 a week. So I must have had a mentality 
that I can only earn $400 a week, even though he would sell my work for two to seven. (laughs) That told me that was me doing it. It was not the industry. It was not, you know, the economy. It was not Mm -hmm. my town. (laughs) It was straight out me. And it was the greatest lesson to see because it was the moment where I was like, I'm doing this. I'm in it's the pretty wild because I'm sure people around you could see your worth. I can see my friend's worth. She's one of the best photographers I know. Yeah. She's the most generous giving person I know. No point if she doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. Exactly. We can tell you until you're blue in the face how wonderful you are, but until you truly believe it, or at least you're on the path Wait, to fully believe it. We can tell it, you until we're blue in the face how wonderful you are. Like, let me serve you up a little bit more validation that you're not going to believe anyway. Yep. It's yep. not getting it's, paid is not validation. Yeah. So that's what a lot of people think, that if they pay me, that's because I'm good enough and they'd like my work, but you still never ask for money. (laughs) And people don't pay you when you don't ask for it because you haven't asked for it and you haven't made it clear. Um, It's just all in your terrified mindset. So two things, the first one being break it down. If you know your cost of goods and your cost of doing business, whatever you tell somebody it it's going to cost, like if you say that's going to cost $800, you're not making $800. <laughs> you're right. making 33% yeah. of $800. I learned that yeah. real quick. Yeah. So I think <laughs> a lot of people are just not quite educated as to how basic commerce works. Um, you've got to charge 33% plus, you know, you want 33% to go back to your business, 33 to come to you as wages and 34 to go in the bank for taxes because then mm-hmm. you oversave your taxes. And you can make your business structure on that basic math, then that's how you get ahead because you're saving your taxes, you're getting paid a small amount, you're investing in your business every time you get an order. And once you know where the money goes, you understand that when you say that big number, that's not actually what you're asking for. It's to go to a lot of other places to be sustainable. So that takes practice. And then the Mm -hmm. second one really would just be you have to acknowledge that if somebody else could sell your work for $4,000 and you can't, that that's you, you're doing that. It's not the economy. (laughs) It's not the people. It's not the area. It's not the time. And you can get through it. You're just stuck in the giving of the value. You're Sorry, Mm -hmm. you're not stuck in the giving of the value. You're stuck in the receiving of equal exchange. And that just tells Mm -hmm. me you don't believe you are worthy of asking Mm -hmm. for more. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the, you kind of mentioned some of the logistical parts of it, because there is obviously that self-value and that creating of service and all of that, but there is that part of business that you have to learn, the cost of goods. Yeah. Um, you know, website, all of those things. You and I had no idea what we were doing. Oh, when it came to, I had no idea how to start a business, but there is that part of it. My bookkeeping. Yeah. Mm. But you just have to oh, know God, so that it's really so basic. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's so basic that it's almost, how many times do we say it, Nikki, and now watching thousands of people go through the coaching, um, don't reinvent the wheel. Yes. It's a business yes. model and the business model works. But what and happens Someone is, else is doing it. Yes. Yeah. But people do mm-hmm. go through and push back and say it doesn't work because of the industry, yeah. the people, my economy, my town. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we would watch people try and reinvent the wheel and then they would come back to it just does work this way. And we're like, yeah. So mm-hmm. people push back a lot. But the basics of business, like – What I said before about setting boundaries and communicating 
boundaries and setting expectations, educating your client, creating service and energy of Mm self-value. That's all very much an energetic showing up to my space every day, connected and in alignment and in love. But the basics of business, the bookkeeping, the managing money, um, the managing a team, the managing the flow or the creation of a product right through to the delivering of a product, those things are so basic. And as a high school dropout, I was so afraid of learning those basic things because I thought business was really tough. But then I realized that they are so basic that people often don't like asking really basic questions because they don't want to look stupid. And when you really broke Mm. down the basics of business, it was pretty basic. It's common sense, connection, Mm -hmm. good service, listen, ask the right questions, and then bring a good quality, good value offer, product, service to the table. Bring yourself to the table in the same energy and then make sure everything is an equal exchange of value to the person buying it, to you giving it, to all the people working with you. And it's magic when it all is in alignment. Mm, Totally. And of course, pricing in a way, in a way that you are going to make money. And again, it comes back to, like you always say, valuing you and valuing your time. And I think that's where people undercut themselves Mm -hmm. so often is they're just, they set their prices super low, whatever industry they're in, because they're just not there yet with the self-value. Look, a lot of people, I I see a lot of people fight through that first stage of, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to set a lower price and charge. Um, I know. And you know I did it. You know I did it too. I'm not saying that Everybody I didn't because did. I did at the beginning. Yeah. Everybody did. Some people just stayed there longer than others and some people get stuck there. You didn't get stuck there. Mm-hmm. You used it to grow right. and you should use it to grow. Yeah. Uh, I know you're not paying taxes. So not you, Nikki. Oh, I was like, hang on. <laughs> I know I you're paying taxes. I just wrote a check to the- But <laughs> when you're charging and you're, you know, just taking cash and it's low amounts of money and it's not profitable and it's certainly not 33, 33, 34, I know taxes are right. not there. I know you're not yeah. a legitimate business. So what you're yeah. getting is side hustle cash and you're pocketing side hustle cash and then saying you can't go full time because that side hustle cash is not enough to actually live on um, because right. you're not actually in business yet. So I know that people try and do the whole, I just can't charge more in my industry. Well, if somebody is charging $10,000 in your industry per job and you're saying you can't charge 1000 then you need to either get more um, – then you need to master what you're doing more or get more valuable doing it. Because if somebody's doing it, you could definitely do it. And if nobody's doing it, you can be the first. <laughs> There's no rule there. But I feel like, um, you know, when you first start, you just look around you and you just look at the sort of average and you feel like you can never get up there. That's your goal is to be valuable enough to be in that line of people that charge that amount of money. So when you do some research mm-hmm. in your industry, industry, just look at who you really want to be out there with and that's the value yeah. you yep. need to start embodying in yourself and giving to your work. Yeah. And if you're feeling resentment towards that person or envy or jealousy, you know, like... Right that, list. You, yes. Yeah. Envy is a call to create a, a new goal list. Envy means I want something they have and envy also becomes resentment. And when you're stuck in resentment of, oh, that must be nice, they have this, but I don't, 
it's because you envy something in that moment. So find out what that envy is because I think it's very, very important to then write the goal list around what you think this person has so that you can start to create that for yourself. Yeah. It's all so intertwined, you know, every part of the business. Yep. You know, you, you've talked before about just you know, marketing yourself and pitching yourself. All of it, you can't market yourself confidently if you don't, if you're not doing that self-value work, you just can't. You know, Nikki, one of the things I really saw when our um, platform br- blew up was, and you you embody for me the perfect example of this. Um, same with uh, Christina Winkle. Uh, there's a couple mm-hmm. of people in my network that have been in my network for 11 years, you know, that I've, I've seen yeah. grow over the last 11 years. You were so easy to get to go networking. And I remembered you being nervous about networking, Mm -hmm. but inevitably you're comfortable in yourself and you're very easy to connect to people. You're a connector. You have a lot of self-confidence when you walk up to strangers and say, hi, I'm Nikki. And like, I watched you do that and yeah. It meant that I watched you get to a place in like two and a half years where you were building massive networks around you, going to all these networking events in Seattle, and you mm-hmm. didn't love them, but you no. <laughs> loved what you were getting from them, and you loved all the people mm-hmm. you were meeting, whereas me, my first three networking events, I left throwing up because I, oh. I couldn't. I had no self-confidence. So watching you learn that took you so many years faster than watching me go through that. So I know some people come to business already, you know, with some good self-worth and they're going to grow into that really, really fast. And others have other things to work through. And that took me a long time. Money also took me a really long time, but I was at the bottom rung. I was in survival mode, living month to month. So, yeah. of course, how was I going to create a business from survival mode? Um, those things took me longer to learn because I didn't naturally have them. So when I see people with a little bit of, like, confidence in themselves, I know it's going to be faster and easier for you than it was for me. But in saying that, I know it wasn't easy for you. Well, I, I truly believe this that, I mean, having you teach me, you had been there, done that. I don't, I I truly believe if I didn't have you there teaching me through it. I mean, when you told me like, oh, you should set your prices at this. I was like, (laughs) right. Like I remember the first time I actually, you know, decided to do this and said the prices out loud. I was like in a cold sweat. I was like shaking, you know, but I feel like having you teach me that gave me Maybe it was false confidence at the time, and I eventually grew into it. But seeing other people do it and having you, you know, kind of had my back around it, I truly believe that sped up my process. I don't know. I still thought you tried to reinvent the world. I know, you won't take credit for that. (laughs) You never do. Like, people are like, you changed my life, Sue. And you're like, no, I didn't. You changed your life. But... I still believe there's something to that. Well, uh, I still think you did all the lessons. I still watched you go through all the hard lessons and I still watched you like 
try and reinvent the wheel on some things. And oh then you go, so many times. you'd come in, you go, you were right. And I was like, it's not a matter of being <laughs> right. It's really simple. We make it yeah. way harder than it needs to be because our emotional well, selves get involved. Yeah. It, but there's a, there's a difference between just copying something. You know, I took what I learned from, you know, you and just different parts of things that I've learned over the last decade, but I tweaked it and made it so that it felt good to me. You know, you can't you know, And copy. I feel like that's, yeah. You I mean, can't. everyone needs to do that because it has to feel right and genuine. Yeah. But I don't so. think you can anyway, because even if you used my words and my structure, which most people do when they start, um, yeah. inevitably your words change things, your style changes things, mm-hmm. your input changes everything. So it's like, For sure. it does it does completely personalize it, but you still don't yeah. need to change the system. The system is just yeah. a basic yeah, like system of Yeah, like the structure. Yeah. Yeah. I want people not that, to be afraid of learning about business. Hmm. Learning how to put yourself out there, set boundaries, communicate boundaries, set expectations, learning how to create all of that is, it's hard enough. Like it's a challenge in itself, but once you've learned it and mastered it, you're a master at it. So I feel like I mastered photography as a craft, but then the next 10 years, I feel like I mastered business. Like I mastered every part of my business, how to... And I did that in five years, not I, 10. When I think of the journey from start to finish, it was 10. But yeah. I'd say five years into that 10 years, I had mastered all of my systems and were then just growing them and creating them. So five years from start to finish, if you start now, imagine where your business could be in the next five years. Mm-hmm. Even two years. I mean, oh. think about it. I quit my social work job. Two years after I started my business. Yeah. Yeah. I was part time for one year during that time and then I was able to quit. I mean, it's, yeah. And yeah, three years of that first five years, I was fully self employed. But Mm -hmm. I'd say it just took me three, it took me five years from start to absolutely mastering my business. It took me, yeah, yeah. The last three years I was, oh, the first two years I was outsourcing, I was also taking freelance work and like, it, mm-hmm. you know, teaching Photoshop and stuff like that. So, but that last three of that first five years, I'd done it. The second five years were when we made the most amount of money and when I hated the business the most because I'd oh. done the best part of it, which was creating and growing a brand. And that's mm-hmm. what I worked out afterwards was my superpower. That's what I was going to say. You weren't in your lane. I mean, your superpower is creating, you know that. And I think everyone needs to know what their own superpower is. You know, one of mine is connecting with people. And And so look at your career now. So you're a photographer, you're an online educator, you're a podcaster, which is all connection, connection, connection. Mine Mm -hmm. evolved into... I wanted to keep building businesses and wanted to teach other people about my business model. I'm definitely a content curator and I'm an educator. Um, Mm -hmm. That was what naturally started to come up. And after I built my business, it was very clear to me I needed to sell that business because I was stuck in it. Mm -hmm. And I need Mm -hmm. to go and create an education business, which I then did and then sold in 21. So I wanted to keep growing Self, being self-employed and when you discover your self-value and you start to truly live with self-value and you can't show up 
to something you don't love anymore. You're driven Mm -hmm. only by joy. And so this is what I really started. This is when I really changed my life because I've always been somebody that works too hard and burns out in everything I do. Burnout Mm -hmm. for me is not doing enough of what I want, which means I'm people-pleasing again, giving people what they're asking for instead of giving me what I want. Not enough boundaries. There's no boundaries around what I'm giving, so I'm going to burn out real quick. Not getting paid enough, so not enough equal exchange. Now, those are three very important things in the this is how you create a business. So obviously, I'm burning out really, really quickly because I don't have that self-value, you know, I don't have the ability to say no because I'm worried that my business is not going to maintain, it's not going to keep making money. What if I push clients away? What if they don't like me? So once I learned how to do all of that, I could just keep growing and doing whatever I want. So what really changed my life is after I sold my second business, everyone keeps saying to me, what do you do now? (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, do you work? Like, walk me through your day. And I was like, what do you, oh yeah, I'm a creator. And that's it. Um, I am a creator. I'm a content curator. I'm a podcaster, broadcaster, author, educator, photographer, you name it. So I started to look at it differently. I was like, oh, I'm not going to pigeonhole myself in being this one thing anymore. I'm simply Mm -hmm. a creator. In fact, when I think about it, I don't want to work. I hate working. Working sucks. (laughs) I don't want to work. I don't want to go to work. I want to create. And -hmm. then I thought, wait a minute, I do create. Why am I saying I want to create? I absolutely do create. I create art. I create content. I create education. I create products. Um, I create digital and physical products. I create my income and the income of my staff. I create atmosphere in my business. Mm -hmm. I create an experience for my clients. I create a safe place for my clients to come forward and shine. I create work for other people. I create businesses. I I actually create communities. Um, yeah, and oh, you sure I create do. a joyful space <laughs> to create. So the more yeah. I started to say I'm a creator, I have a personal brand. I can create whatever I want and sell whatever I want. That's when I started to feel like a creator and not like somebody that was hustling and working anymore. And now I come to my creator's room differently. I've created a space called the creator's room. It's my space to work. It's not an office. It's not a desk. I can have a creator's room by the pool or at the beach or on a plane flying somewhere. (laughs) Um, I make time to create. Just saying it is giving me goosebumps. And this changed my, it changed my career. Yeah. And it well in in no go. I was gonna say going back to the whole superpower thing, I think okay, so if if I just use us as a quick example, like if you look at my clients, they might initially come to me for the photos Mm -hmm. because maybe they like the photos, but they refer me and they keep coming back to me and they tell all of their friends and coworkers because of the experience and the connection that they made with me. Yeah. In addition to the photos. That's called sell the transformation, not the product. Exactly. And when you think about your you know, your first online education company, people might have come to try and learn photography, but then they realized, 
oh my gosh, now that I, you know, I might have mastered photography, but Sue is this, like they stayed for the self-value. So even though you are a creator, I feel like you also have that superpower in just really, you know, creating that self-value in addition to everything else you create in the art or whatever. There's just really is something there. And I think people listening, like it's so important. What is it that lights you up? What do yes. people love about you? What do you love doing? You know, just all of it. Yes. And, and staying in that lane. And go towards it. But, you know, yeah. you've got to be careful saying stay in the lane because sometimes stay in your lane means that lane's not for you. And that's not true. It's the lane that yeah, lights yeah, you yeah, up. That's, true. that's the lane yeah. you have to stay in, the lane that's most illuminated with joy. Um, I also truly believe that... Um, as you start to really get lit up by something. So, okay, we called this career and business with purpose. So what is purpose then? Because a lot of people keep mm. saying, when I started my business, a lot of people would say to me, what's the purpose? What's driving you? And yeah. I couldn't tell you what my purpose was. And then people would say, well, what's the value? And I didn't see the value of what I was charging or what people wanted me to charge. I... I tried to learn the value and learn the purpose and I searched for the purpose and it wasn't until I really made my business successful and myself successful that I sat down and I looked at it and I was like, oh, the purpose is me. The mm. purpose is me. It's always been me. Mm -hmm. You can't have a purpose for your children because that's for your kids and you can't have purpose for someone else. You can be connected yeah. to someone else and love them unconditionally, but you still don't have purpose for them. The purpose has to be for you, through you to them. So to me, the purpose is me. It's to grow me. It's to develop me. It's to build a life that I want. It's to build the family I want, the support unit I want. It's to love myself how I want to be loved and therefore demonstrate that love to everybody around me so they know how to love me and treat me. It's about respecting myself, my time, my desires, my wants, um, my space with self-value because when I do that, people then see me as a person to respect. It's not the other way around. And so I just learned that I could create whatever I wanted if it was connected to me and it was an equal exchange, it was in service of others and it lit me up, um, then that was all I needed. That is the definition of alignment. So whatever you're creating, whatever you want to create, whether it's a new career, a new business, a new side hustle, the purpose is you. You are the purpose. You're the heart and soul of this business, especially as a solopreneur. Your energy comes through it. You attract through that energy of alignment and connection. And the reason that I built selfvalue.com is because I've been teaching self-value inside the portrait system for the last 13 years. And everybody would say to me, I want to give self-value to my sister, best friend, brother, <laughs> you know, husband, but it's in photos, so can you pull it out of photos? So it was so funny that I pulled it out of photo because it's been in there for so long, but only because it was in alignment with how I like to teach people how to grow their self-worth their income, their career and business all comes down to loving myself more and asking for more in my life and stepping up to become more and allowing myself to be what I want to be. So that to me is all self-value. So that's the reason I did this. And 
because it doesn't matter how much money you want to make or what sort of lifestyle you're building when you grow your business, it really comes down to what you believe you're worth and the life you want to build doing it. And the more you believe you're worth and the more connected you are to what you're asking for, the more in alignment you are with with it when it comes to you. And that is joy in itself. So I want people to uh, walk towards that kind of growth because it was the most remarkable transformation for me. And yeah, people tell me all the time that I changed their life, but the truth is I believe in their finding their way through that business path gave them the self-value, the self-worth and this new way of living that they didn't realize they could have. And that's why they think I changed it (laughs) because that's what they're experiencing. They're actually experiencing the feeling of alignment, which is waking up in love with what you do and in love with growing a business and in love with doing the work and you embody that value. And how can it not seep into every part of your life? I mean, everything that you just said summed up this episode so perfectly. It's like my turn now for the goosebumps. That was, it's incredible. You are the purpose. Thank you, Sue. Yeah, I want to free as many people as I can. And a side hustle and business is the fastest way to do that. It's going to bring you to the altar with all of those things. And I want you to find yourself value through it because it's truly transformational. Awesome. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Value Podcast. If you want even more about self-value to start changing your own life, head over to selfvalue.com where you can find all of the education you need to start reaching your full potential. Also, your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? We really appreciate it. Well, that's all for today, but don't forget to head over to selfvalue.com.